Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls and one ginger. Now, I want to set the scene. Jared uh, is, we're not together. Jared's in Phoenix right now. He is writing a new record, and you're in your recording studio right now, and it's got this like nice pink hue. Like you've got some like nice vibes going on over there. So, Garrett, our bass player, has the controls for these lights. And so, what I do is we're writing and like recording stuff throughout the day. And then we record the podcast stuff usually after I'm done. And he's been leaving without having these lights on. So, I was like, hey, dude, can you give me like a nice warm tone? Vibe. He gave me like a neon pink, but I'm, I'm cool with it. We got well, a the vibe. The pink highlights your skin very well. You think so? It brings out the nice hue of your undertones. The redness that you I try have. to avoid the pinks, especially <laughs> the with a shirt. Natural rosy glow. It I'm really just, does. I'm like you, camo right now. I'm fully camouflaged. Yeah, yeah you're you like a just, chameleon. You're blending into the background. It's you almost like a green screen for you. It really is. I'm like, you could just fade. If, if I didn't see those little eyeballs in your face, you would kind of just fade into the background. Little eyeballs. They're yeah. Little eyeballs. eyeballs. Um... It is November 17th. You guys, we are one week away from Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to go off the grid. Well, we won't be off the grid. You will have new episodes every week, three times a week, because we've never that's taken who a we week are. off. And we're, we're masochists we're while everybody else is like, this. we'll take a vacation for all of December. We're like, I guess we're just, we're just pushing on through. No, we can't like create outrage. No, 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 no. We got to no, create going. outrage without doing anything. And who you know? are we kidding? We're I'm addicted to working. Like if we didn't put an episode <laughs> out one week, I don't I'd fall into a depression. I am not addicted to working, but I need to work with somebody who is addicted to working to keep me on my my toes, you know? Yeah, but I don't glamorize it. Like I fully I fully embrace and admit that like the grind is really hard on me. <laughs> it yeah. is like not like a easy women can't have it all. Because no. I don't do it all, but I work really hard, but it, it's not fun all the time. But no. if I didn't do it, who would I be? That's right. No, <laughs> like, this is this is you at your very core. I love that's it. That's right. Um, but we are, you know, it's festive season. It feels great. I love when we have like, we get into the festive season for the podcast because I feel like we get into these very like specific types of conversations that are really fun and topical and I'm really excited for it. Um, before we get into the episode, house cleaning, other than join our Patreon Yes, I've got some housekeeping for you. I have. I always our, say house cleaning. It's the same thing. People <laughs> it, understand. It, it works. They know what Just you mean. Just here at the top of the episode, I'm going to give you, and hopefully, I don't know if the numbers have been making it in the show notes. I'm putting the phone numbers in our scripts so that when the show description gets done, we can throw them in there. But yeah, firsty worsties, we love we love you, and we want to hear from you. So call us three two three five three nine three five one six, and also. Call us and give us any of your holiday thoughts. Oh. What are you thankful for in true crime news? I mean, we usually put together some sort of Thanksgiving killing time, some sort of Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Give us your Thanksgiving on the stands. You know, give us your Thanksgiving worsty stories, your worst holiday stories. I want those. So if you're worsty holiday firsty, 323-539-3516 on the stand, 
Christmas, New Year, Thanksgiving themed. 818-446-6889. I would love, even if you've called with your worsties before, if you did something bad, like drop a turkey on the floor and still served it to grandma, (laughs) I want to hear from you. (laughs) I actually really love this idea. Please send in just like your bad Thanksgiving stories. Like it doesn't have to be something that you did. It would be really fun to kind of air some of those because I'm sure... I mean, everybody has a horrible story, so please tell us yours. But, well, the holidays are traumatic for people. As as much fun as they are, they also trigger like a lot of trauma for people, like yeah. who have messed up families and um, weird seasonal depression, which is all me, right. frankly. But it's still a wonderful, <laughs> joyous time. Either way, call in. We want to play some of these more thematic ones in the coming weeks. I love that so much. Love the theme. Okay, should we get into the day today? Yes, please. Okay, so today is November 17th, 2020. And in November 17th, 1968, now this is like, this is a weird, dark day. But it's some, what? You just said that it's 2020. It's 2022. I, I don't know if I you fucked it up twice. It's almost 2023, which is even weirder. Yeah, that seems like it's so far in the future. Well, it is 2022. You know. Okay. You guys, my brain's not working today. It never is. Um, this dark day, it, it wasn't exactly... Well, it was a dark day for some, um, but I just found <laughs> the whole concept of it very interesting. So we're going to get into it. On November 17th of 1968, TV viewers become outraged as football game is cut off to air the movie Heidi. So... On November 17th, the Oakland Raiders were sco- scored two touchdowns in nine seconds to beat the New York Jets, and nobody sees it because they're watching the movie Heidi instead. Oh, no. With, with just 65 seconds left to play, NBC switches off the game in favor of its previously scheduled programming, which is a made-for-TV m- version of the children's story about a young girl and her grandfather in the Alps. So, Oh, no. This, I think, is so so wild can i kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it because it's really it's really funny i just can imagine though the outrage of like sports fans and the testosterone like raging it well rooms of men throwing things at the tv i see it and back in the i mean it's 1968 there is obviously no internet there's no there's like like, you can't watch it later i'm sure that if they just didn't air it it probably didn't exist like there was no way they had to wait till the newspaper the next day to find out who won yes i wonder if people were as like rabid about sports back then as they are now like i we had a like the cardinals were in the super bowl like years and years ago and one of my buddies i mean we were all drinking a bunch but he was such a fan of our sports team in phoenix that when we lost, he was crying and he threw his hat at the TV and split the TV down the middle with the bill of his hat. It was like the screen of the TV. A soft I... baseball cap split yes. a TV because he, he threw, threw it, it with such fervor. I will not name this man, but it was crazy. <gasps> oh, my God. So I, just... I can only imagine the pain. Like, pe- like yeah. a, and, and an ending that, like, I mean, that's a legendary ending. It was legendary. I truly don't understand sports fanatics. Like, I don't understand any fanatic. I don't either. I mean, Jared and I talk about it all the time. We're like, we, I wish that I loved something that much, but I really don't. Like, all of my interests are pretty mild. Like, I do love a lot of things, but not to the point where it would emotionally affect me at all. Like, Kirby Enthusiasm could be, which is my favorite TV show, could be canceled forever and i would just be like ah damn it yeah and then that's about it so it's like these the fanatics it's like you don't even know these people which is crazy if it was maybe my son that was on the team i would have a different opinion of it but i'm like these are strangers (laughs) and they also switch teams all the time so it it's very weird to me that's what i always thought about sports i was like if they were strict where everyone on the team had to be from the state i think that was really cool yeah then it would mean like whoever's training program is the best like that's something it's like the olympics and it's and it could be you could have connections to these people because you're somebody's next door neighbor or somebody dated somebody so you have like some sort of a six degrees of kevin bacon or just like a pride yeah you know like a a pride in your state or whatever but no i don't get it either but no one in our group of friends is fanatical like we don't have anyone who's really into sports even the guys like yeah i mean i guess some whatever the point is we don't understand it i'm gonna make a controversial opinion because i feel like the equivalent of this to the gals is being a Swifty. 
And that is also something that I do not understand, especially recently with all of the the chaos of people trying to order the goddamn Taylor Swift tickets was so insane. And to see people literally crushed like their grandma died because they didn't get tickets. I'm like, I, I wish I could relate. I just don't. I was disappointed when I couldn't get little Nas X tickets, but I didn't think about it longer than 30 seconds. No. I was like, oh, man, that would have been fun. And then it was like, ooh, a shiny thing over here. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I want to go into what happened uh, on this day in 1968. Tell us more. So Oakland end- ends up winning 43 to 32. Obviously, nobody outside the Oakland Coliseum sees any of this because they went right into commercial break after the Jets kickoff and they never came back. So they ended up airing this movie at 7 p.m. Heidi, I don't know what it is, whatever. And this is what the NBC programmer Dick Klein said. He goes, I waited and waited and I heard nothing. We came up to that magic hour and I thought, well, I haven't been been giving any, I haven't been given any counter order. So I've got to do what we agreed to do. So apparently the NBC executives had actually changed their mind and they were going to air the game, but they're trying to get in touch with this guy to tell him to leave the game on until it was over. But all the telephone lines were busy because thousands of people were calling into the network to say that they need to air Heidi. Like you got to keep airing it. And then even more people were calling into the network being like, leave the fucking game on. You need to leave the game on. So all of the lines were busy to the network. So this guy couldn't get the call from the exec. And then these people start calling the police because they're like, well, if we got to call 911 to make sure that this game can air, or we got to call 911 to make sure that the- Heidi still airs. So it was question. an absolute Are there Heidi fanatics? Like who's calling demanding allegedly for Heidi to 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 play when it's been scheduled? Like do not change even by 10 minutes the beginning of the start of Heidi. Like who is a Heidi fanatic? That's uh, wild. I have can never just, even heard of it. Can't we just push back a little bit? Like, You've heard just of Heidi. You probably saw it in a class and didn't even realize it. It's like oh. a girl with braids. I think she gets separated from her grandpa and the Alps oh. or something. It Germany. seems very like you could watch it at any time. It's kind of like the sound of music. Yeah, it passed. So well, what, Jared? Games do run. I mean, even now, games will ru- like run long and they'll go over people's like scheduled programs that they're excited about watching. But yeah, game, I know it always usually, goes I believe, into The Bachelor. Precedent. Oh, it's The Bachelor, huh? It always Uh-oh. goes into The Bachelor. Uh-oh, so personal foul. So shortly after this whole debacle with Heidi, the NFL inserted a clause into its TV contracts that guaranteed that all games would be broadcast completely in their home markets. And for its part, NBC installed a new phone called the Heidi phone in the control room that had its own exchange and switchboard. So it assured its viewers that nothing like this would ever happen again. So it was the a very Heidi debacle, the Heidi, wow. de- the great Heidi debacle. Wow. Oh my gosh. I thought that was such a fascinating story. I it's, love that. It's so revealing about human nature. It's like the women are probably like, you better air Heidi. The men had their time and the game is over. <laughs> yep. And the, I guess they won for that one, but not anymore. Not again. The football Sorry, game Heidi. goes over everything else. Um, so that kind of inspired me to kind of look up some other TV flubs that have happened over Love the it. years and more so in, you know, our generation in the past 20 years, like big, big fuck ups over the years. So we're going to get into that for True Crime Rewind. But until then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand. We're either prosecuting it or defending it. Uh, Things that we're either raving about or we just can't stand. We have a healthy discussion. Bring it to Instagram. You guys vote. And uh, will we be having a user submitted on the stand today? Do we have one? If we want. If we feel like it. Yes. Do you guys want to? Yeah, we can. We're running a little long. We're running a little long, but who knows? Okay. I don't have that much for True Crime Rewind, so maybe we'll throw it in there. Okay. I love hearing from the people. Let's we love hearing from the people. Will somebody uh, else go first while I pull one? Okay, I'll go first. I am putting on the stand, putting calories on menus when you go out to eat. Mm. I am prosecuting the fuck out of this. I really 
fucking hate it. And I think all it does is instill the sense of guilt and this sense of anxiety into especially women going out to eat at restaurants. There is no reason why it should be done. It has no nutritional value in it at all. And I just think it's like the wrong place and time to do it. And when we were out at North, Jared, with your parents recently, which is like a nice Italian restaurant, somewhere that you shouldn't be putting calories on the menu. They put calories on the menu. And I was like, what are we doing here? Mm. I think they make it, they mandate it sometimes. I think it's by state, right? Don't certain states require that you... I think it's even by you... county. Okay. And, and, and like, so sometimes, because Cheesecake Factory has, and this is my favorite restaurant, so I know. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory has all of <laughs> they the do calories. calories. Yeah, and it is unpleasant. And I'm like, the one thing I'm curious about is the bread, which I'll eat like a whole basket of. Yeah. But that's not on the menu, so I don't know how many calories that is. But but like, it sh- it, it, it's so... Un- yeah i don't think listen i do think hey we're going out to eat it's usually like for fun or date night or a special occasion and i think people do know that food out has more calories that's why you shouldn't be eating out every single meal every single day Uh well and i think that people Uh it's like if you're looking for a healthier choice i think that you could you probably know what those healthier choices probably are and i just think it's just I don't know. It just goes with the fucked up diet culture of our country. And it just, I don't see a positive to it. You know, like I feel like everybody kind of knows what they're looking at when it comes to the menu. And I just think it's, I just think it's fucked up and it goes backwards. I feel like they, they that should have been something that they did like in the early 2000s. And then we realized it was fucked up. And then we're like, ah, eh, never mind. Let's not do that anymore. It's done yeah. a great job of swaying me away from salads at chain restaurants because yes. I see the calorie count. I'm like, I'll just get the burger. It's like the same same, same amount. Exactly. Because you know? it's like, <laughs> I, I don't want a salad without dressing. <laughs> so well, and if you're like, going to go the extra step for the American people, right? Quotes. You don't want us to be fat, right? Quotes, you don't want obesity. Quotes. quotes. Yeah. Why don't you fucking ban processed food from the corporations? I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the processed food. It's not even really calories. It's the chemicals and shit that are that are being put in our bodies. Like... Sugar is a natural part of people's diets and fruit or whatever, but like it's processed food. But you yeah. won't you won't burden the corporations and the billion dollar <laughs> entities. You'll just make us all miserable when we go out to eat. Thanks. It, mm. it kind of just reminds me of the whole paper straw debate, right? Where it's like it's putting the blame on the individual where the problem is the powers that be. Yes. You know, right, it's like right. You're going to make me feel like an asshole for ordering this burger because I'm looking at the calories and you're making me feel guilty when in reality, it's all the antibiotics and all the GMOs and all the shit that you're pumping into our food that is creating the problem. Yeah, like, exactly. I think, I think guilty. I am with so you. fucking guilty. Guilty. Like, listen, I, wanna... I know a cheeseburger isn't diet food. So when I order it, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but let I don't want to do it. math, though. Okay, so like... <laughs> I don't really diet. I just go through periods where I'm like, "Ooh, I should I should watch it a little bit." It's like I think most people know like if you're eating a giant like plate of pasta, you know that, that you know what that does versus like, you know, a salad or eating a bowl of vegetables. Like people for the most part know We're not, we're not fucking idiots. Enough know? to like, you know, make their decisions without having to stare down some like ominous number on a menu, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. Guilty. 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 Who's next? Jared, you go next. Uh-oh. Um I didn't really prepare one, but <laughs> here we go. Uh, what about peeing in the shower? Oh, okay. Um, okay. I'm here to slightly defend it. Sometimes I'm in a rush and I'm like trying to get ready to leave the house. I know that I think everybody does it. Okay, yeah. cool. Jared, don't act like you don't do it. We all do. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think this is going to, co- I, I think you're going to be a little bit shocked. I think that there's a good amount of people. No, who people don't. are going to pretend they don't do it. Exactly. Mm. People would be like, that is disgusting. But they're self-loathing because they know they do it too. I like don't even think about I'd pee in the shower all the time. And okay. I I don't even it doesn't even come across my mind. Like, oh, I'm gonna pee in the shower now. It's just like part of the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. I think I mean I think we're gonna be surprised by the reaction to no, this. No, by fake reactions from people <laughs> who pretend to be disgusted by it, who actually do it also. All right. So as a man, do you people have to say they don't pee in the pool? That's a lie. Yes. Yes. As a man, you definitely pee in the pool. Do you have to? Hold, this is a really stupid question. Do you have to hold your penis to pee, or can you just pee? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Because like that would be a funny thing that you like had to like get into the stance. Like that yeah. requires an extra step. No, no, no. I mean, if you're aiming, then yes, absolutely. But 
you can kind of just like uh, lean in a Nudge direction, it you in whatever kind of, direction. You can kind of like, one way. yeah, you can kind of like maneuver yourself, and you don't have to touch anything. You just it usually will go straight. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm here to defend it. I say not guilty. Oh yeah, not guilty. We all do it. You liars. I, I'm really doing this so I can see what people say. Not guilty. Okay, so um, Jack and I went to the movies last night. Yes, and we got a little ticket to get a free popcorn and we both got a free popcorn. <laughs> so I have a two part on the stand. First one is popcorn. <laughs> like me and Jack were both there. We had like probably a couple pieces of popcorn and we were both like, we don't want this. This, su- this is not a good snack. No, it was in our teeth immediately. It was, we did not like it. I put it down and then I was really hungry. So I ate some more a little bit later in the movie, but it wasn't like I wanted it. I wanted something else. <laughs> I tried to get make jacket chicken tendies with me, but she said no. So anyways, popcorn is my part one of on the stand. But my part two on the stand is when we got the popcorn, it was cu- like he put butter on it on the top. But like, I don't just want butter on the top. I want any condiment evenly distributed. Mm. You know, like, like, you know how like you a toss mix. a buffalo wing in sauce? Like, yes. but it's, yeah. so it's fully coated. You don't just sprinkle it on the top. So even distribution of condiment and popcorn, two part on the stand. Let's go. I wonder if there are any movie theaters out there that have the solution to this. That like have a like a self tumbler popcorn. You know, like those things dispenser. that they would turn like uh, like lottery numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I, I think maybe we don't talk about this and then develop the patent because <laughs> yeah, we need the we need the popcorn like tosser. I've got, to, I've got to assume this exists. It has Everything to. exists. We're probably being days. so dumb right now. I bet this is like, <laughs> like you idiots. Thing. I don't really go to movies, so I wouldn't know. I'm sure they're all over the place. Um, I am going to say popcorn is guilty. Like, I, I want pirate's booty instead. Yes. You know, I want like a better snack. I want like a bucket of chicken tendies. Or like the <laughs> chips and salsa or like if you're going to go that route or like a nice salt and vinegar kettle chip. I just think popcorn. Pita and hummus. Yes. I think popcorn, not a uh, fucking nachos no. or like a pretzel with cheese. Popcorn, I think, is the least appetizing snack of that genre. It's like, dry. It, really it doesn't appeal easily. And people are going to be outraged. Split, people love popcorn. Split again. I don't like it either. I'm, I it's don't. Stu- I, the, it getting gets, stuck it, in the teeth stuff is the worst. Dude, the kernel in the back of your throat. Have you ever had that? Where yeah. you just oh, like, yeah. start like hacking? Oh, so, yeah. Especially when you're in a movie theater and you have like that like itchy cough and you can't get rid of it and then everyone hates you and you leave and you're standing in the bathroom doing it like a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, okay. Popcorn itself. I just don't think that it's it's not it's not a fulfilling snack to me it's no. just like you, it's there and, and so gross. you're just gonna make it to the bottom of the bag because you're just at a movie and you want to be like you know you're just like mindlessly eating it but i don't think it really is something that i would ever think to do even if we're watching a movie at home which we never do i just wouldn't grab the popcorn i just don't no. think it's i don't think are it's your senses aroused when someone hands you a corn husk they, like <laughs> a, a corn on the cob is not like ooh <laughs> snack Ooh, what am you I, know, like a horse? My senses are aroused when somebody hands me a corn dog. Yes. That okay. is where it's at. Corn, corn bread. Give me a loaf of corn mm. bread when I walk into the movies. We'll talk. I know. I know. We've got to revamp this. Okay. There's so many better things you can do with corn. So yeah. we're going to say popcorn's guilty, and so is the lack of even distribution of condiments. Yeah, super guilty. guilty. Agreed. Now, do we want to hear from a on the stand? Do we want Let's like do a... It. Yeah? Okay. Here we go. Hi, Jack and Alexis and Jared. Um, I love Bonus Killing Times, like my favorite podcast. I listen to it to and from work every day. Um, I have had this in my head, and I'm so glad you guys are airing them now. I'd love to hear your opinions on this. Um, What I'm putting on the stand is parents making social media accounts for their children. And I I don't know if anyone has talked about that yet, but I just find it so strange. And, like, so it's like they're living vicariously, but, like, putting their children on display. And, like, just with all of the gross people out there in the world, I just really couldn't see myself wanting to do that with my kids. Yeah, uh, especially, like, on TikTok. Like, these TikToks are accessible 
by literally anybody. And and you'll see, you can even just go on, you can watch a, a TikTok account with family with their cute kids and just go look at the comments. And I'm sure there's like some creeper talking about your like seven-year-old, like, uh, just like gives me the creeps. And I understand parents can do what they want with their kids, but I mean... It just almost seems like there's going to be a bunch of lawsuits in about 15 years when all these kids are grown adults and they see that their whole entire childhoods were exploited on social media by their parents. And I would be suing my parents, but that's just me. All right. Love you guys. I think this is a really interesting take. You guys go first on what you think. I mean, I completely agree with her. Um I know exactly what she's talking about with some of these TikToks and with some of these specific accounts of parents like absolutely exploiting their children for views, for money, for the fame, for the living vicariously. Like I've seen that a lot over TikTok and Instagram sometimes. Um, And it is like I agree. It's these kids can't really consent, you know, to agree to wanting to do these things. And you see some of, there's been a few uh, videos that people have accidentally posted. There's this one blogger, I forget what her name is, but she was like forcing her kid to cry because she wanted him to be upset over something. She's like, more tears, more tears, more tears. You got to look more upset. And it's like, dude, you're traumatizing these poor fucking children. Like they didn't ask to be a part of this. Like they didn't ask to be a part of your fucking show and tell so you can get all the views on TikTok. So I absolutely agree with her. If you happen to have a kid that ends up like going viral like the corn kid or something and he wants to like kind of be this corn kid the corn kid there's a way i think to do it tastefully and uh, with their safety with their safety future in mind yeah exactly and where it's not like you're blogging every day of your life and you're forcing your kids to do this like 24 7 that it it becomes this like huge traumatic part of their life basically we're we're in this kind of I'm talking about the three of us specifically, but we're in this age group that got to experience life both before and after the internet in very influential times in our life too. So I think that we kind of have that perspective of before and after, whereas Mm -hmm. kids these days, I mean, this is just, this is what it is. Like I have friends that have kids now and their kids love to set up a camera. Now they they don't post this stuff on the internet, but their kids love to set up a camera and pretend like they're doing like a YouTube channel. That's like fun for them. That's what they're seeing. It's what they're emulating. So that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of the state of the internet right now. And what is like appealing. You've got people playing video games on Twitch and like streaming it. And these kids are watching this thing and they're, they're kind it's what they're consuming is what they're emulating. And all that said, I still think it's a, fucking terrible idea to be putting your child on the internet especially forcing that kind of stuff there's a line that i feel like it's crossed when your face is on the internet it's so easy to find somebody it's so easy to stalk somebody like it's it's pretty dangerous and you have to be pretty aware of the world that you're stepping into and subjecting your child to i think that's I don't know. That it it scares me a little bit, actually yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would never disparage anybody for making their kid an Instagram or whatever. Parenting decisions within parenting is very they're very personal, you know, and whatever your prerogative is. Me personally, the cruelty of the internet is only mounting, and I want to like protect my hypothetical children from that for as long as possible. And I've like experienced just bullying on the internet firsthand and it's like I will probably get pregnant and have a kid and no one will know. Yeah. Like I swear I'm super private like that. I don't think anyone should have more information about you than they need. And you know, that would be my personal choice. But again, as long as you're not abusing your children, you know, and their, their happiness is front and center, like it's all you do what you need to do. But yeah, I mean, I think we all agree here and I would say guilty from my perspective, but I'm not, again, not, dragging anybody who's posting their kid on the internet that's that's a personal parenting choice for sure and it like i said it is a huge sliding scale it's this is definitely not a black and white situation that it's like anybody that posts their kid on the internet is a horrible person like it definitely there's so there's so much nuance to it and there's so 
it's so easy to, you know, make these different decisions. But I think that there is a safe and healthy way to do it. Because like when we have a kid, there's no way I'm not going to ever post my or talk about my kid or whatever. Like it is part of my life. Like sharing things about my life is a huge part of who I am. Um, But I absolutely, especially from seeing a lot of this, like firsthand on the internet, it's like I would it would be in the front of my mind at every single second of how to do that safely. I, yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't want my kid to have their own personality on the internet and be their own entity. Like as part of what we're doing or all of that, like whatever, that, that is what it is. But it just, something about putting kids out just on their own on the internet scares no, the shit out scary. of me. Because I know what the internet is and it. And it's not even, it's not even the bullying. bullying. There is the dark web exists and there are some really bad people on the internet that are looking to find exploitive material. You know what I mean? Like let's not pretend that doesn't exist. Totally. Guilty. 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 Oh man. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words then phrases and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so I'll make this quicker because, you know, we're already running behind. But um, today I'm going to talk about some of the biggest flubs uh, of our recent history on live television. So we're going to start off with Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. That was the most shocking TV moment I've seen live, maybe in my lifetime. Yeah, that was, I was like, is this real when it was happening? 
that was shocking. I, I mean, can't believe that that happened this year. I think that was in January, which is insane because it feels like it was yesterday, but also like 15 years ago. It was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen because I love I see Will Smith and I see Fresh Prince and I was like, I didn't know that man had a, had it in him. I really didn't. Yeah, I, I missed the live airing of that, but I remember we got off stage. I forget where we were, but I'm like walking back to the bus and someone's like, Will Smith hit Chris Rock. And I was like, what? Dude, poor Chris <laughs> what Rock. He handled it like context. a fucking true professional. Yeah, Like he handled it like a champ. And I would have probably turned red and gotten to the fetal position. He handled <laughs> it like a fucking champ. But go ahead, Jack. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, no, that was crazy. I didn't have that on my list. I was going to talk about Nipplegate, which was uh, Janet Ooh. Jackson Janet Jackson, and Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl, where there was the quote-unquote wardrobe malfunction. Oh, yeah. He ripped off her shirt. Her boob popped out. And then I think the ironic thing of this whole thing is everybody was blaming Janet Jackson for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Blame the woman. Well, it hurt her career. And, it, and Justin, you know, got off scot-free. And he's apologized a lot of times because this is obviously, a, it was a PR stunt, but it wasn't Janet alone. Yeah. God forbid we see a nipple. God I know, forbid. Right? God it's forbid. so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. There should just be one channel. Oh, no, there is a channel. Never mind. What? There's, there should be a channel that just has nipples on it all day. That's HBO. <laughs> I know. That's youporn.com. Let's just expose the people and get them less freaked out about nipples. It's crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So the next one that I'm going to do is, <laughs> do you guys remember when John Travolta mispronounced Adina Menzel's name? Yes. No. Yes. He said gonna, Adele Dazim. It's so fun. No. I'm going to play a clip of it right now because you guys, it. I listened to it and I was fucking laughing. So I'm going to play a clip really quick. There will always be a special place in my heart for the movie musical and for the songs that create their most memorable moments. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazi. <laughs> oh, my God. Adele Dazi. I'm that is unreal <laughs> like it's it's like i feel it's like i have so a brain bad. freeze that hurts poor my poor thing that, poor travolta uh, he's really been through it right i just I love the inflection of the wickedly talented, talented <laughs> and it trails off and he doesn't even try to correct himself he's just I like no if you notice when you're listening to it when he says wickedly talented at that moment he realizes he that he is he Whoops. he's like yeah he lost it he knew it <laughs> Like he knew it. He's like, here it comes. I have to say something. I wonder if he's done. I haven't. I didn't research into this. Like if he did an interview and ever explained himself, like if he just had a brain fart or if he just didn't know what her name was and just like really went for it and didn't prepare. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was so, it's so By the funny. Way, such, hey, a power it move to, such a power move to get to somebody's name wrong. Like if you really, really want to mess with somebody, just start calling them the wrong name. Oh, and for say sure. it with confidence. Like yes. he kind of did. He was kind of like, yes. And I bet you everyone was like, oh, that's your name. Oh, everybody we didn't knew know that she was sang that. Name. Oh, here comes <laughs> no, Adele Dazeem. Sometimes Dezim. me and Jack, when we're recording a re like our first degree episodes, we'll have to do a take on the same line like 20 times. And it's a very simple line. And we're like, what's wrong? Why can't we say this? Oh, my God. I flub lines all of the time. Yeah. And it's like the stupidest shit. I'm like, why is New York City a tongue twister today? Yeah. But <laughs> we have mental blocks. But talk, yes. Well, oh, my God. Like talk Travolta. for a living. You know, you're going to mess it up eventually. I yeah. mess it up, uh, unfortunately, all the time. Sorry to, I mean, I guess you guys don't hear it. Um, okay, so the next one that we're going to go to is Ashley Simpson's time oh. on Saturday Night Live. The infamous lip syncing and the hoedown dance that she did after. I mean, it was, it like looking back, it was career ruining for her for a long time, which is so yeah. fucked up because everybody lip syncs on SNL. And it was just one of those things that during that time, it's like as a society, we did not forgive people for fucking up. Right. It's like you, we saw that thing and that forever is just ingrained in people's minds of like, you think Ashley Simpson and you think of that moment. And I think that's like pretty unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Very absolutely unfair. unfair. I think it's, it's so shitty because well, a lot of people don't realize any act that you've seen, especially recently, they're most likely running some form of uh, faking it. And by faking like it, I mean a pre-recorded like track or something. Pre-recorded track. We played a backing tracks. So we don't have 
enough people on stage to cover all of the instruments that we play on our records. So there is some stuff, percussive or keyboard sometimes, that we just run through a track and it plays automatically and we play to it. Um, people go as far as using really hard settings on the auto-tune. Like anything to make the show sound better. But for taped performances, especially like you're thinking about like the Thanksgiving parade and stuff like that, Anything where the logistics of capturing good audio just don't exist or there's too many variables, they will use a pre-recorded or just completely synthetic track. Yeah. And another thing people don't realize is a lot of the control rooms in these um, stations are, so, I mean, sometimes they're, u- they're union ran. So you're literally not allowed to touch the board. You can advise, your sound guy can go in there and advise whoever they're, they have running the boards, but sometimes you're it's hands off. And so... There's again those variables and like having it in a live setting, something like that. Sh- I, it was just such a bummer that that was, it was such like such a bummer because that's I all people talked about. Her. No, I we, felt for her so much. We she tried to have like a good attitude about it, and she was just punished, and it was it, like yeah. very unfair. Yeah, I just feel like if if something like that happened today, I feel like people would think it's funny for like a second, and then you'd give people more grace in a sense. I mean, we don't. As a society, no, people are still canceled and all sorts of stuff. I don't think it would be career ruining like that. No, not an embarrassing thing. No, not you know? embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, but like people are really hard on people's every move. But a flub not in that way. like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she could have like would've... gone on TikTok and like made fun of herself, and totally. it would have been like a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, but the, that was during. I mean, it was the same time with like all of the shit with Britney Spears Nipplegate. too. Nipplegate and Nipplegate. It was like these these time. little moments that happened just like ruined people's lives, but. But, um, and they're women, only women's lives. Yeah. By, by the way, women. you never, you rarely hear of like a good or decent performance on any sort of live or talk show or anything. Like, you, you only see the only ones that people talk about and remember are the ones that don't go well. Yeah. So Even like, in concerts, me and Jack went to go see MGMT. Oh my god! And we loved MGMT's tracks, right? Because they're super, they're great, great produced, fantastic band. But live, it was very hard. It was like one of the worst shows, I've and ever it's like seen. oh it's very hard to do a good live show, which is why the main is so great. Oh, well, you know, I do want to just mention, cause you reminded me of it, Jared, when you're talking about the tracks and stuff, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when I was looking up, uh, all these flubs that came up, but it was kind of too hard to explain, but it was when Mariah Carey did that New Year's Eve performance. Yes, live she, mic. She, she didn't have a sound check or anything. She kind of just, I think walked up there and started performing and there freezing was like cold out freezing cold. All of her tracks were fucked up and she just gets on stage and she basically is just like, dude, fuck this and kind of just like struts around is not singing like sings the wrong part. And is just like, what the fuck ever. And I, I mean, only Mariah Carey can truly do that. Like a true, or do you remember the one where Britney Spears was supposed to perform and she just walked across the stage yeah. and then, oh, yeah. and then, then like through the crowd and went yeah. and she was like, Nope. And didn't wasn't that when that they was were announcing the her. That, that was part of the, she was like, she was announcing her re- residency in Vegas. I think it was. And like, I think that they thought she was going to perform or something. And she was just walked by. Well, I'm pretty I think sure they she were was like, like pushing her back against her conservatorship yes. for the first time. Yes. Right. And that's what was I like, heard. Nope. And I'm like, I loved that. Okay, well, I think that that is. Uh, I was gonna play the um, the Miss Teen USA, Miss South Carolina. Oh, I love her. We can do. Did you find a clip for the end, Alexis, or do we want to sign it off with that at the very Let's end? Let's sign episode? off with that because the Costanza stands that I have is just a clip and it's weak. Yeah, we'll we'll end the episode with that. Um, but first, we have to uh, go into the worsty firsties when we get back. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You are a 
Come one, come all to the court of the worst people in the entire world. So we are just going to jump into it because we're getting we're running a little long. So here is our first firsty worsty. Hi, firsties. I'm hoping this is the right number. It doesn't really say, um, but I wanted to call in with my worsty firsty. Um, probably not the worst thing I've ever done, but the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I was in college. I had a boyfriend that I was living with. His parents actually bought us a house. That's how serious it was. Um, found out that he was cheating on me when I got the fun of going to the doctors and finding out that he gave me chlamydia. Yay, asshole. So, <laughs> obviously, it broke up with his dumbass. I was still looking for a place to live, so I was still living at the house. And one night I decided, you know what? Fuck you, asshole. I'm going to do the worst thing I can think of. And we, me and a couple of guy friends, <laughs> ended up having a threesome in his bed while he was out with all of his friends. Um, yeah. Made me feel a little bit better about him being a dick. Anyway, love you guys. Have a good one. A victimless crime. It reminds me of the one of our sexual cowboys that uh, was something about something with the priest and he ended the up having his daughter, the pastor's daughter. He ended up having sex in the church or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sexual revenge, sexual revenge. But it does, you know, listen, victimless. he cheated on you and these are your friends. And as long as it's consensual and safe and it sounds like a victimless crime to me, you weren't in a relationship anymore. There yeah. is sexual healing. And there is also Stella's getting her group back. Revenge. I love it. I think that you know that's the least that you could do. Yeah, um, and you had wow. yourself a fun time while you were getting revenge. Like, what is a better t- killing two birds with one stone? That was Can't a think roller of coaster. Better. Honestly, I loved it. Love this. Okay, and on to the next. next. On to the next. Here is the worst thing that I have. I think ever done. I think uh, this definitely tops it and haunts me to this day. So this happened. Oh, gosh, maybe like 15 years ago. Uh, I was young. I was silly. And I wanted to meet up with this boy. But the issue was um, I was babysitting. So, and again, a bunch of my friends were going out. They're like, Shannon, you have to come. Uh, where they were going out was in the town, like the big city. And I was in the suburbs. So I'd take a, I'd take a, a train. So I was babysitting these kids, and the mom wasn't home yet. So I was a competitive dancer, and I called the mom or texted the mom and was like, hey, I'm so sorry, but I just got studio time to go in and be able to um, train and, like, practice for my dance competition coming up. Um, Studio times are really rare, and the only time you get them is 10 a.m. So I can only babysit your kids until, like, 9.30 but I have someone else coming in to cover for me until you get home. So I had a friend of mine come in, take care of the kids, because they'd already gone to bed. They're fine. Come in, take care of the kids so they were fine so that I could leave, grab my stuff, hop on the last train to get into the big city just so that I could hang out with this guy. And I feel so, so guilty about this. I don't have any contact with, with the family that I babysat with. Needless to say, they never called me back. Hmm, wonder why. Um, and yeah, so that's the worst thing I've ever done and definitely carries with me today. And I sincerely apologize that I ever did because if someone did that to me with my kids, I would, oof, oof. Anyways, love you guys. Have a good one. As long as your replacement isn't a pedophile. I think this is okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not okay. You it's agreed to do I'm a sure job. I'm sure mom was pissed because it was like I don't know this person who's covering for you. I'm sure they were pissed. Yes, but like I also I don't know when I was growing up. Like I did shit like this when I had jobs I didn't care about. Where it was like I'll get fired over. I want to go see a guy. I'll get fired over it. I don't care. Yeah, it's kind of part of like the stakes being low. Yeah, I mean dealing with kids is a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I would have stayed as a rule follower. 
Of course you would have stayed, Jared. I would have stayed too. That would have given me. I get too much anxiety of like something going wrong. I would have been like, I I, can't do it. This is something I might do in a momentary (laughs) lapse of judgment. Because like I like to believe I wouldn't do it, but I might. Because I'm sort of, I tote that line sometimes in my Slytherin Mm, existence where I'll be like, oh, it's a loophole. I'm finding someone to cover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a loophole taker. Loophole taker. But I don't break the rules, but I find a loophole to get there. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Got to keep an eye on the kids though, you know? What? Got to keep an eye on the kids. Got to keep an eye on the kids. stick out. Yeah. Mizugu's castle over here. (laughs) (laughs) What was it called? Makudu's Island. Oh, Mizugu's Island. Where Jared was was a counselor. We should start Mizugu's castle. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a haunted house. Sorry. Um, Okay. Well, I think that that is, that uh, completes our episode for today. So this was great. Let us know your um, favorite TV flubs of all time. And Lex, you can lead us off to the night and uh, explain our little clip. We are going to play one of our favorite TV flubs. It is, uh, was it a Miss USA pageant or Miss Teen it was USA? Miss Teen USA. Oh, yeah. God. You guys know this. It's, you know it. When she was asked, God, what was the question? It was like, it was, oh, the question was uh, like a certain p- percentage of the people in the United States don't know where X is on a map or like don't have a map or something. I don't know. It's something to do with geography. Honestly, she kind of nailed the wrong answer. She said (laughs) it with such confidence that I was like, you are selling me on this perspective, even Uh, though it makes no sense. And I obviously now know what type of person you are. You are the person that just keeps talking when you're nervous. You are a female John Travolta owning the wrong name. I love it. I love it. There are two versions of correct. It's right right. and confident. Oh, I love it. It's that. not a lie if you believe it. That's right. That's how we tie it in. <laughs> Bye, okay. everyone. Bye. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our thank you very much South Carolina If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 